Expert Talk is sponsored by Pod Nation TV, the podcast to broadcast network. Everybody, welcome to the show. You know where you are, the expert talk with me, Tigo. And you know if you're sitting there watching right now, Tigo's got a major expert coming up. And today is no different. Uh-uh, today is awesome. One of my mentors is here, my friend, and somebody who's taking me to the major stage. Hmm. You have to sit there and figure out what I'm talking about. Sit right there. We'll be right back. Everybody, welcome back. Yeah, you heard me right. My mentor is here. He is the founder behind JD3TV, and you guys know my show is over there. He's also one of my mentors. And like I said, I'm in his training camp right now, so I can learn how to go to the big stage. Sir Dr. James Dentley's in the house. Hello, sir. How are you? I am phenomenal. How are you doing? I am amazing and even better with you on the show. Thank you so much for coming on. You are too kind. I am honored and humbled. So I got to ask, you know, I've heard your story. I had the honor and privilege of being at your premiere of your documentary. And one of the things that stuck out, one, you're from Chicago, yay, hometown. Two, church is chicken. Really? Really? (laughs) You guys got to eat. Look, I was 17. (laughs) I was 17 years old. Um, I was trying to find my, I was looking for my first real job where I would work full time, not just a summer job. And I decided to uh, apply at Church's Fried Chicken. And they said, well, you're not old enough to be here. You have to be 18. And I was 17 on my 17th birthday, as a matter of fact. And then the young lady said, you seem like a nice boy. I have my nice boy face on. You seem like such a nice boy. I'm going to tell Martha Gleason, the manager, to hire you. And she did. She changed it to 18. And I worked from six in the evening to two in the morning. I got off at three in the morning, got home at three thirty in the morning and went to school at eight thirty in the morning for two wow. years. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, and not only did you work at Church's Chicken, you became one of the youngest managers in history, I hear. Yes, I was the youngest manager in the history of the company at, at that time. Uh, I was 18 and you're supposed to be 18 just to be hired. And uh, I simply, you know, I just outworked everybody because it was so much fun. 
but I memorized every manual that they had. Now, did I know algebra? No. Did I know history? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I have my report cards, K through 12. They are evidence that, uh, that I did not study that, but I memorized the operations and procedure manual, the repair and maintenance manual, policy and procedure manual. They called me the walking manual and I can outwork everybody and, and, and I can count really good. So uh, it turned out pretty well. <laughs> you know, I have a grandson that's 16 right now. He's mm -hmm. a basketball phenom. And then I have a nephew that just graduated high school, not a couple of months ago. And they're all just trying to figure out what's next. You know, and they think, oh, I can't go work at fast food. I mean, that's not a career. I can't do that. What do you say to these young people that think, eh, you know, I'm going to wait for someone to come knocking at my door and give me the winning lottery ticket? Yeah. It's like saying, look, I want to go to heaven, but I don't want to die. I want to be in the NFL, but I don't want to practice. I don't want to play in high school. I don't want to go to college. I don't want to do the work. You know, for me, Tico, for me, I didn't have any aspirations of going into management. It just kind of failed. I just wanted a job that had some extra money because when you're in high school and, and you live with your mom, you know, you know, she was a single parent as, as well. So we didn't have a lot of money. So if I wanted extra things like some new pair of sneakers or something like that. I had to find ways to buy it. And then I would help my mom right. and my sisters out as well. Yeah, so, so when you got to think early. more than just you, you know, when you look at working someplace, the work ethic that you that you discover within yourself that you can build upon. And you just don't know because the one thing about working in the restaurant business is that you have to sharpen your communication skills with the customer and with all the coworkers when you go into management, then up and down, you've got to be able to communicate well. So it was something that served me well, but I just wanted a job and wanted to find out if I can get those big fat wings at a discount. <laughs> and could you? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So when is it too early to start thinking about, oh, I want to be my own boss. I want to be an entrepreneur. Oh, I need to start making my own money. When, you know, some people say, ah, eh, don't worry about that till after college. Don't worry about that till your mid twenties. Yeah. But you were out there, you know, at 17. Mm -hmm. When is it too early? Well, you know, honestly, when I was six, seven, eight years old, I would get these little plastic Dixie cups about oh, five ounces and I would take my mom's Kool-Aid. You know, everybody loved Kool-Aid. And when they, everybody got a glass of Kool-Aid, I would take the extra Kool-Aid and pour it into a cups and put it in our freezer. And I would sell them for a nickel and a dime. You know, I oh, would wow. sell snow. I would rake leaves. I would carry groceries. So I've always been an entrepreneur. What I know now is that you can create money. And today, more than ever, you know, being an entrepreneur is really sexy. It's really cool because there's so much yeah. information out here. Today, we have, you know, matter of fact, Robert Allen and Mark Victor Hansen, who uh, Mark, of course, wrote uh, with Jack Canfield, the Chicken Soup for the Soul series. They wrote a book called Cash in a Flash. And that book was just interviewing children and young adults that may need $10,000 and how they did it in two weeks or, or a million dollars, how they did it in 30 days to learn how to wow. create revenue. You know, money, you know, is easy to, to get. It, it's just there. You have to create value for it. And, you know, you don't chase it because it really doesn't move. Create value for it. You're attracted. That's amazing. Now, before we get into what's going on now, and there's so much going on, I got to call you out on it. Dancer? Really? Dancer. Dancer. Oh, stop it. <laughs> yeah, I was, I danced. I, um, again, it was a means to make money. We had dance contests in those days. 
And I was a really, really good dancer. Um, this was in the John Travolta disco ages. And I pretty much lived that life. And I would go to the disco clubs and I would go to clubs on all sides of Chicago and find out I can outdance people. And when you start making money, then it gets really competitive. So you always have to up your game to find different things you can do. So yeah, I danced for quite a bit on Soul Train, danced Midnight Special, and in all the clubs. And I used to represent clubs in the national contest as well. Maybe wow, little- see, this is when Instagram and Facebook should have been around. I mean, there's oh, got to be, oh, there's gotta be video and all mm. kinds of things out there of you dancing. I'm going to find it, and I'm going to get it out there. There are a lot of witnesses, <laughs> I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah, I need to call Miss Denise. (laughs) Miss Denise would probably have it. Okay, (laughs) let's talk about speaking. Mm -hmm. You are, the first time I heard you speak in person was at Secret Knock in 2021. And I was actually on my way out the door to just go talk to somebody in the hallway. And you took the stage and it just felt like the energy in the room just swelled up by you walking on the stage. What made you decide to be a speaker? How did you know this is a path you should be on? And were you ever scared? Um, Not really scared. Um, you know, the first time I got on stage, well, you know, I'll tell you this. The first time I was asked to present, uh, okay. it was in 1994. I had never been in front of a room speaking before. And there were two leaders in our office. I was part of a, a marketing company and and they walked past me and they said, uh, you're up in two weeks. And that's all they said. I knew what it meant. And I knew that if I said no, they wouldn't ask me again. I knew that. So I was scared to death for two weeks. I could not sleep. I was t- speaking to the doorknob. I had a roommate and his girlfriend said, James is not there with any. We didn't see anybody go in that room with James. Who is he talking to? I would talk. Mm. I would speak and talk to the steering wheel. People thought I was insane. I was so afraid. Until I stepped out there and did it, and I met Dr. Dennis Kimbrough that day, and he inspired me, and I went out that night and knocked it out and just never stopped. Outside of that, when you get in front of ten or 20,000 people, you have a nervous energy, but I've mm-hmm. always just prayed myself through it. And when you step into uh, that space, uh, all the work you put in comes to serve you, and it just flows. So you've been speaking for you know the last 20-plus years, correct? Oh, yeah, about 25, yes. And you inspire people. You have a program called Inspired to Speak. What made you decide to share that gift that you have with us? I mean, I'm t- totally mm-hmm. grateful that you're doing it. But what made you decide one day, you know what? I'm going to teach other people how to do this, too. Well, you know, I started training people in 1995 because wow. in, in a marketing company, you know, you have to teach people how to present, but also train, but also inspire the heart and the mind and take the information, take the burning desire and in light of fire under it. So when a person speaks, uh, it, it's internally first and they have to be able to enroll people in a vision. So it started in 1995 with a lot of one-on-ones. And then I believe it was 2016 or 15, I launched mm-hmm. uh, Inspired to Speak. Uh, uh, my first camp was Succeed. It was a two-day camp. Then I did a three-day camp. And then Action Camp was a five-day camp. And really teaching people how to become fully self-expressed, how to use their voice like a soundtrack to a movie, how to take people on a journey within themselves. They could not go by themselves and how to paint a picture and then put people right in the middle of the picture. You know, you have an amazing gift to do that. And I've been in other speaking trainings over the years and mainly they're telling you the, you know, 
just the basic steps, you know, where to stand, things you should bring with you, the type of mic you should have, blah, blah, blah. But they don't teach you how to actually speak and find your voice. And when I turned on the recording, because I missed the live, you know, class. Yes, I know you can beat me up later. Mm -hmm. But I turned on the recording. And one of the first things I'm hearing you talk about is basically literally getting the energy in your body going. Yeah. You know, that you got to start talking about it. Get that get that energy going before you even hit that stage. And I went, yeah. oh, my goodness. Yeah, I've never heard anybody say anything like that. To me, that's that's the game changer. What made you decide to share that secret? And why is that so important for you to prep? Maybe talk to your steering wheel before you get out there. Why is that so important? Uh, well, first of all, you know, when you're speaking, I teach people that you are not the star. You know, a lot of people get very nervous. Uh, public speaking is the number one fear, second only to death by fire. Can you believe that? You know, oh, so, yeah. <laughs> so people, because you're, you're naked, you're vulnerable, people can see you, all of you, every flaw that you think you have. You know, if you have a small pimple, it looks this big to you, to you. <laughs> you know, so, you know, so you don't want to go out. You know, a lot of people have canceled dates because of a little small pimple. You know, so the first thing is that you're not the star, you're the director. The audience is a star. It cannot be about you. If there's fear, you're worrying about you. The second thing to remember is that in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. No one knows what you're supposed to say in the first place. But more importantly, it's your F45, the first 45 seconds when you step on the stage and what happens before that. And you channel your energy. I wrote uh, two books on frequency. And when you channel your energy inside of you, because then you can speak not just into the hearing, but into the listening and to the nervous system of another human being, because you can take that energy and ball it and then push it out and just premieres through the audience, whether it's one person, 10 or 10,000, you touch everyone on that stage and you, when you become fully self-expressed, you just connect and you're just having a conversation. It's a lot of fun. That's amazing. You know, that's amazing. Yeah. And and that's how I've always felt, but I've never had anyone say, yep, you're going in the right direction. You know, mm-hmm. At, most of the speaking things are telling you what to wear. <laughs> oh God. Wait a well, minute. You know, I, but also uh, the psychology, <laughs> there's a psychology to, how you use your voice, it's a psychology to when you use a poem or a rhyme, when you take your voice up or down, you use your voice to get soundtrack to a movie, but also you have to understand the personality traits so you can speak to people where they are and to their listening. Because if I'm speaking a language that is totally opposite than the way you want to receive it, if mm-hmm. I'm speaking a lot, a lot of hype and a lot of fun, you're very analytical, I'm gonna lose you. If I'm speaking mm-hmm. very factual and very analytical, and you're a gregarious person, a free spirit, your behind is going to go to sleep and you're going to check out on it. You know, so the key is how do you paint? So you touch all the people, whether they want to nurture, whether they want to win, whether they want to learn, or whether they want to have a good time. You take all that and create an experience and you anchor that experience into the message. That's amazing. So this is airing right now. It's November 2nd, 2022. Somebody may be watching this in 2035 or they may be watching it this December. But right now you have a speaker camp going on. I'm so happy to be a part of it. And I'm assuming that you're going to do this again. So if people want to know more about your speaker camp, how do they go about that? Well, they can reach out to my team at info at JD3media. Dot com info at jd3media.com or they can uh, reach out to me directly on social media uh, James Ditley 
or they can reach out to me. Well, James Dentley would be fine. It's social media. I'm on every handle. So whether it be Facebook or LinkedIn or whatever, Instagram, everything's there. So you just reach out to James Dentley and my team will get back with you and we'll really talk to you and find out if this is a great fit for you because we're more interested in people winning and getting the results they desire and getting some clarity on, on what those things are and how they can impact lives because the power of communication is comes down to agreement. And when you can bring people into agreement, then it makes it very, very easy, but you have to be in agreement with, because in other words, a person can have uphill goals and downhill habits. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. I, yeah. See, I need that on a t-shirt. And before I let you out of here, I know you have a film festival coming up. I believe it's in November. What's the date and where is it? Uh, it's in Santa Monica, California. It's November 10th through the 13th. It is the Ethos Film Festival in Santa Monica. And now we just uh, created a deal. So now we have the JD3 Cinema and TV Festival. And we will be in collaboration every single year. But this year we're in partnership with Ethos. Wow. I know I got to let you out of here. But before I let you go, I know there's somebody out there going, well, of course, you know, he's Sir Dr. James Dentley III. He can do anything. He's never had a rough time in his life. He's never been homeless. He's never been hungry. He doesn't know that world. He's always been, you know, the Sir. What do you have to say to that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I remember at 21, I had a blood infection. I was a third degree black belt in Japanese karate, third degree brown belt in judo. I was in pain every day for one year. I honestly mm. did not want to live. The pain would not go away. It was throbbing. And I went to five hospitals. They figured it out. Later in my life, I was diagnosed with sarcoidosis of the lungs. They put me on prednisone, a steroid. I gained about 150 pounds and I was suffering with that. I was sure the weight gain was going to kill me. When I got mm. that under control, as soon as I got then I was diagnosed with cancer. They told me that I... Uh, my, it was so so high. My my uh, uh, PSA was 62, high as six. So I'm six times high. And they wanted me to do chemo or surgery. I opted not to do that. I wanted to go natural, a little bit of radiation. Been cancer-free now for five years. Well, the after effects of having prednisone, it makes your bones brittle. So I had to have a hip replacement on the left hip. And then I had a knee replacement on the right, on the right knee last year, but I wouldn't trade one moment of that because I've been retired since January 13th of 1995. I'm having the time of my life. And when things go wrong, I do not go wrong with them because I get to choose whether I win or lose, whether I have a good or bad day. Today's a great day and I'm going to make it a better one. <laughs> you are amazing. I know people out there. I'm on JD3 TV. It's growing by leaps and bounds and everybody's going, Tigo, what about JD3? Well, one, I want to ask you if you'll come back next month so we can really go in on JD3 TV. But can you just give us a little bit about what's going on right now? Wow. Well, first of all, we've been having a tremendous amount of success, but we created this for content creators, people who had a story, a dream, uh, an expertise that we can take and, and build your brand and expose you to streaming and go to the next level to make you a rock star help hone your communication skills, but how to build an effective community. And then in the next two weeks, we're going to be launching uh, our next version, our 2.0 version of JD3 TV, fully interactive. It would be a membership where people will win prizes. The average person, anybody out there can be on a show or be highlighted or be featured and be a part of this community, win trips and prizes. And if you've got a show, then we want to know about it because we want to take your message, your story, and share it to the world because someone out there needs to hear you. 
and a life worth living is worth recording. So let's build your legacy at JD3TV and make a lot of money at the same time. Oh, there we go. Well, I thank you, sir, for coming and hanging out with me this month and on this show. I'm glad you're going to come back next month because we got to talk about JD3 and what's coming up in 2023. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get all kinds of hate mail. You are the best. I'm so proud to call you my mentor. And thank you for being on. I am so honored. I'm so excited and happy for you. Uh, Your shows are so impactful. You're just a consummate professional and you take it to the next level. You're always striving to showcase the, the work of other people and and getting them out there as well. So we really appreciate you and you're well thought of and respected in our industry. So thank you very much. And congratulations on everything you're doing. Thank you, sir. All right, everybody, you know what to do. If you don't know where to find all the good stuff we just talked about, go to tigodirect.com, type in James Dentley, type in Sir Doctor, type in JD3TV. He's coming up. Send him a message, reach out to him, or visit one of the websites that's listed. It costs you nothing. It costs him nothing. It's our way to make sure that you can stay connected with these amazing trailblazing experts. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Yes, I promise. He's coming back next month, and we're going to go deep on JD3. I hope you come back next time. And as always, I'm Tigo. I'll talk to you next time. Go check him out.